What is up, family? I have been waiting for you. This message on the night, y'all, it's just going to hit different. It's going to hit different. We're already in part five of this World Changer series. Is there anybody who's been blessed? You are excited. I had to have my good thing with me last message. I said, we have to double team this word. And I'm just excited about what God is going to do on tonight. Thank you for all of your love, your subscriptions. We see you. Netherlands, we see you. And also, there was a group from Poland last week. Y'all watching in. I said, come on, do it, Lord. I love everybody, and I'm thankful that God is allowing wit to this particular series. And I really want to get straight to work. I really do. This message is going to be so, so, so needed. I believe this is what I would like to call a healing word. So go ahead and take your screenshot, tag us in the room. Let us know where you are in the world, that this is your first time. If this is your fifth time joining us for this particular series, let us know how this word is blessing your life. We are going to start in the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew chapter 10, just a little backdrop of what's going on. Jesus is sending out his disciples. And as he's sending them out, he gives them a particular word. And this is where we're going to start our reading on tonight. Matthew chapter 10, verse 11. It says, now whatever city or town you enter, inquire who in it is worthy and stay there till you go out. And when you go into a household, greet it. If the household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whoever will not receive you nor hear your words when you depart from that house or city, shake off the dust from your feet. Our clause of concern and the verses of importance from this particular biblical narrative. There, there's a part in this particular passage of scripture that reveals to us what you are going to need if you are going to be an effective world changer. This passage of scripture, you may not see it just by looking at it, but it reveals to us how we can have soul care maintenance. Jesus reveals to us there are two ingredients. There, there are two components. There are two qualities that you and I are going to need if we are going to be effective world changers. If you're going to be the one that's going to break the cycle off your bloodline, if you're the one that has a bloodline shift on your life, because like I stated before, and it just bears repeating, I don't think it is a coincidence that the enemy is referred to as that old serpent. I don't think it's a coincidence that the devil is referred to as that old serpent. What is a serpent? It is a snake. And I want you to consider two types of snake. We have a viper. The viper, this particular type of snake, the way it kills its prey is by a strike and injecting venom in your bloodline. Emphasis on bloodline. It's something in your bloodline. There's something in your family tree. There's something that has a hold on your ancestors because certain spirits like to hover over bloodlines. This is what we call a familiar spirit. In Hebrew, familiar is familiar, which, which means household servant. 
There is something that has a hold on this house. There is something that has a hold on granddaddy. There's something that has a hold on big mama. There's something that has a hold on your mama. There's something that has a hold on your daddy. And the enemy thinks because this worked on your ancestors, it's also going to work on you too. That is a viper. It kills by putting something in your blood line. And then we have a python. The way that pythons kill is different. They don't kill by venom, but they kill by their stronghold. Emphasis in all caps on strong and hold. They wrap themselves around whatever they're about to consume, and every single time it breathes, that's when they apply pressure. Every single time it breathes, that's when they constrict. I wonder if there's somebody watching this message on tonight where you're like, every single time I try to do the right thing, there's this pressure. Every single time I make up my mind that I'm going to be for real, for real, this time, there's this pressure. I'm going to fast with everybody. I'm on day 10 too with everybody. As soon as you made your mind up to fast, there's pressure, like for real, for real. When you're like, I'm going to stop sleeping around. I'm going to wait until I get married. There's this pressure. I'm going to fight hard so that I can have a better marriage. There's this pressure. It is because the spirit of the python is after the breath. When it breathes, it squeezes. Listen, y'all, listen. This is powerful. Everything God made, he just spoke it. He said, let there be light. Boom. There's light. He said, let there be firmness and vegetation. Boom, boom. There's firmness and vegetation. But when it came to me, when it came to you, when it came to you and I, he said, let us make. A little theology for you. This is irrefutable evidence of the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Let us make. Man in our image, and he breathed the breath of life. This is Ruach. He breathed the breath of life on the inside of us. What is that spirit of the python after, the breath? When does it squeeze when, that, when, that, when his prey begins to breathe? The enemy is trying to take your God-given nature. He's trying to take your God-given component, your God-given ability. But I have good news on tonight, y'all. I know somebody who crushed the head of the serpent. I know somebody who crushed the head of the serpent. And if you're going to be a world changer, if you're going to be the one that says, I'm going to shift the bloodline. Yes, it runs in our family. But since I've been born, it has officially ran out. Who receives that? Yes, it may have run in our family. But since I got here, oh, it just ran out. If you're going to be the one and you're going to be the vessel that God is going to use to break chains. If you're going to be the one that God is going to use as his instrument to make a difference in the earth. If you are going to be the one that God is going to use to glow in the dark. Because yes, our days are evil. And yes, they're dark. But in the midst of darkness, we're glowing. I'm a light bearer. If this is going to be you, Jesus says, okay, you're going to be a world changer. There are two qualities that you're going to need. And it's revealed in the latter part of verse 13 and the latter part of verse verse 14 when Jesus says in verse 13 towards the end, let your peace return to you. And the end of verse 14 when Jesus says, shake off the dust from your feet. (laughs) So Jesus is saying, if you're going to be a world changer, you're going to have to know how to shake stuff off. 
You can't effectively change the world if you can't shake off offense and shake off what they said in the comment section. Shake off, I feel like I'm dancing up here. But he said, if you're going to be a world changer, you're going to have to know how to shake stuff off. Not let stuff get to your heart and not let stuff get to your mind. You're going to have to shake it off. And if you're going to be an effective world changer, even when places don't receive you, when you have to leave, make sure you take your peace with you. This is powerful, y'all. Take your peace with you. I wonder if this is why somebody watching this message on the night, the reason you feel as though you're broken into pieces is because you left your peace in different places. There's a piece of your peace there, and there's a piece of your peace from that divorce, and there's a piece of your peace in your childhood, and there's a piece of your peace from what happened in college. And Jesus is saying, listen, there's another village that you have to go to. There's a work I need you to do. There's a people you have to reach. What happened there, you're going to have to learn how to shake off. And I think the quintessential question, the question on the floor that we have to ask ourselves on tonight as we begin part five of this sermonic journey and this world changer series is number one, what haven't you shaken off? This is good, y'all. I feel it. It's already come for your throat. I'm just an introduction. <laughs> what haven't you shaken off? And then number two, where have you left your peace? So, so God, we, we pray in this moment, give us the wisdom, the knowledge, and the biblical information that we need to know how to shake stuff off. Because God, if we don't know how to shake things off, when we go to another village or another city, they're just, they're just going to receive the dust that was poured on us from the last village. And they deserve fresh manna. And God, help us to discover where we left our peace so that we won't live life miserable but yet claim to be in a relationship with the Prince of Peace. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody who agrees with that prayer, would you drop in the room, amen. Amen. When you go to a city, when you go to a village, look for the one who is worthy. And if they're worthy, let your peace rest upon that house. But if a house doesn't receive you, and doesn't receive your words, meaning what I told you to do, what I told you to speak. If they don't receive you, don't, don't start questioning yourself. Don't start wondering what I could have did better and maybe if I wouldn't have. And maybe stop questioning yourself. Depart from that place. Take your peace with you and shake the dust off your feet. I would like to speak for part five of this World Changes series around this thought from this subject where did you leave it? <laughs> Where did you leave it? It is possible that you are moving, but you left your peace in a village. It is possible that you're about to have another birthday, but you left your peace in a place from three birthdays ago. It's possible that, yes, you crossed over into 2021, but your peace is still somewhere in 2018. Where did you leave it? And it's confession time. You know how I do. I don't even have to explain it no more. I'm going to just get straight to the confession. They just hit different. Can I get everybody put this in the room in all caps? I am a world changer. Therefore, I must shake it off and take my peace with me. I feel this one, y'all. I am a world changer. 
Therefore, I must, not you might, I must shake it off. Only you know what your it is. I must shake it off so I could take my peace with me. I have to shake it off so I could take my peace with me. I'm about to be open, honest, and transparent. Don't nobody judge me. This is a judge-free zone, okay? One of the worst things I think you could lose, not the only thing, but one of the worst things that you could misplace, that you could lose, I'm talking about it is aggravating, frustrating, irritating. It causes for my nerves to run hot. Especially when I have been looking for this particular thing for over 10 to 15 minutes. And when you misplace this, it will start to spawn overthinking. Did I leave it over there? Did, did, did it fall out my pocket? Did somebody go in my bag? Did, did somebody go in my purse? Did, 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 somebody, did somebody come in the house? Did, did somebody get in my car? And it will also cause for you to start trust issues with everybody in your family. <laughs> I'm talking about there is nothing more frustrating to me than when I misplace and lose my keys. Is there anybody who feels your boy? Don't judge me. Don't look at me like that. One of the most irritating things I could do is misplace my keys. I'm talking about have you ever been looking for your keys so hard that you look like you're a part of a fraternity? <laughs> like, well, my keys... Where are my keys at? You look like you stepping. You're trying to find your keys. Where, 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 they, where they at, though? Lord, tell me. Where my keys at? I can't find them. Where they, where they go? <laughs> or you can't find your keys. It's causing marital problems in the flower household. I'm like, Miss Flowers, you move my keys? I know you moved them. I know you moved them because I had them right here. So you're telling me you didn't touch my keys. All right. So you cleaned the whole island up, but you didn't touch my keys out right here. Then you start blaming the babies. Melody, where my keys at? Are you sitting on them? Stand up. <laughs> you and your brother, go find my keys because somebody moved them. Why well, I feel like y'all looking at me like crazy. <laughs> it's just me. Y'all pray for me. When I found my keys, I made this resolve. I put this hook real high up in the kitchen, and I put my keys up there. I said, nobody else is going to touch these keys because I'm the tallest in the house. Can't nobody reach them but me. So I made it my discipline. As soon as you come home, put your keys on that hook. So when you wake up in the morning, you don't have to worry about where your keys are. You know your keys are right there on that hook. I put it in a high place. That's frustrating to me when I misplace my keys. But I wonder if there's anybody watching this message. Have you lost your peace? <laughs> that switch, though. H have you misplaced your peace? And you went to go look for it in weed, but you didn't find it there. You went to go look for it and getting drunk, but wasn't there either. Oh, you went to the club scene because you're trying to turn up. You're trying to party it away. But after the club is over, after the hangover is over, you still didn't find your peace. Or maybe boyfriend after boyfriend, sex partner after sex partner. But after the orgasm's over, after the sun rises the next day, you still don't know where your peace is. Or, or perhaps you went to the gym 
Yeah, you're going to work it out, huh? You're going to work all of it out. You're going to get all of it out. You're doing your little Zumba class. You're on your Tabo, double timing on them boys, hitting the heavy bag. You're working out, but as soon as you're done sweating and after you burned all those calories, you still did not find your peace. And I'm trying to convince somebody watching this message on the night, the same way Jerry had to put his keys up high. Your peace is found in the most high. That there's nothing in this world that will be able to give you this particular peace. Because peace, we learned this, y'all. Peace is a kingdom exclusive. I'm preaching. It is a kingdom exclusive. It is exclusively for those who live kingdom lives. And after a while, you will get to a place where you begin to value kingdom exclusives over worldly upgrades. I thought I wanted your company, but I really want peace. I thought I wanted your endorsement, but I really wanted peace. I thought I wanted more money, but more money doesn't bring peace. I have an alarm system, but I don't have peace. I have a dog. I have brink security. I have a 45 and a 9 millimeter, but all those things don't bring peace. Peace comes when I'm living life in the will of God. And Jesus says, listen, one way that you can make sure that you're an effective world changer, you have to learn to stop leaving your peace in places. Take Take your peace with you because protecting your peace is a form of soul care. You may not know it, but when you're able to recognize this is going to disturb my peace, I'm not going to go in that atmosphere. That is a form of protecting your soul care. Jesus says you're going to be a world changer. Not only do you have to know to take your peace with you, but you're also going to have to know how to shake stuff off. You're also going to have to know to shake, how to shake things off because you're limited and how I could use you if you're a pain hoarder. Preach Holy Spirit. You're limited and how much I could use you. I want to use you. I want to take you to a next level. Pain is going to pay all of us a visit. You just have to make sure it does a drive-by, not let it be a house guest. Yeah, it's going to hit all of us. We're all going to experience pain because we're in a fall, fallen world. We're in a sin-stricken world. Just make sure it just does a drive-by and never allow it to become a house guest. I need you to shake this off. You know why? Because there's another village I have to send you to. There's, there's a platform I have to send you to. There's a spouse that I'm sending your way. Your spouse who is in your life right now, they need for you to forgive. I need you to get over this. I need you to know how to shake stuff off. Because it's tied to the words that I put in your belly and the assignment that I placed on your life. There is nothing that hell loves more than an offended people. Because an offended people become an isolated people. And when we're isolated, we're an easy target for the enemy to shoot. He loves when we walk around offended because we can never be corrected. I'm preaching, y'all. If you're going to be a world changer... You have to be able to learn how to shake things off. Jesus is saying, hey, I have a mission for you. You are my letter. I have signed you, and I'm trying to forward you to the world. But I afforded you to, to preach a message, not to distribute dust. So you're going to have to know how to shake this off. And since I love people, and I know people, I feel that somebody's watching this message, and they're like, that's easy for you to say, Jay. That's easy for you to say, preacher. 
That, that's easy for you to say, Pastor. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what they did to me, and you're up here talking about just shake it off. You don't know what I walked through. You don't know my story. You don't know what they did to me, how they violated me. You don't know, and you're right. I don't know what they did to you. Oh, but I do know what a fractured soul would do to you. Yeah, I, I don't know your particular experience. Oh, but I, I do know what bitterness would do to your heart. I do know how bitterness calluses the heart and bitterness blinds you to the fact that when you don't forgive, not forgiving somebody is like destroying your house, but then expecting for them to be homeless. You don't even recognize what you're doing to yourself. No, I don't know what you've gone through, but, but I do know when love knocks on the door of your heart due to these unhealed areas, and due to, these, due to the fear of it happening again, when love knocks on the door of your heart, fear will cause for you to act like you're not home. I don't know what you've been through. I don't. I don't know your story. I don't know your pain. I don't know what you've been through, but I do know acting like it never happened to you, acting like it never happened to you limits the healers that God is trying to send your way. Because just like the enemy sends people to hurt us, God sends people to heal us. So y'all hearing what I'm saying? But if you're acting like it didn't happen, even the healers that are sent your way can effectively heal you or help you because no doctor can treat a patient that he doesn't know about. I don't know what happened, but Jesus has said, hey, this, this is a quality and this is a trait that you're going to need. If you're going to advance my kingdom, if you're going to be my PA system, if you're going to be my billboard, if you're going to be my replica in the earth, if you're going to show me off, if you're going to make me look good, if you're going to give me glory, you must know how to shake the dust off your feet. Can I get somebody to drop in the room, shake it off, shake it off, shake it off. Your gift is too valuable. I need you to shake it off. Your, your purpose is too valuable. I need you to shake it off. Your assignment is too needed. I need you to shake it off. What I have for you is too necessary. You need to shake it off. The plan that I have for your life is too needed. I need you to shake it off. The mother that you have to be, I need you to shake it off. The father that you have to be, I need you to shake it off. Your scars are not your labels. Your scars are proof that you survived. They're not your label. They're proof that you survived. You'll be a better father than your father. I have to shake off what he didn't do. See, when you heal to this degree, one woman's I don't want him is another woman's me either, sis. <laughs> me either I understand my value and if it ain't kingdom I don't want it if it's not God's will I don't want it so therefore Holy Spirit help me to be able to shake off what hurt because wherever you're sending me they deserve what you put in my belly they don't deserve the dust of what I just came out of so help me to be able to shake things off. One more time. Can I get everybody to personalize this? Put your name in the room. For me, I would put Jerry, shake it off. Jerry, shake it off. If your name is Will, Will, shake it off. Kansas, shake it off. Maria, shake it off. Shake it off. Whatever it is, shake it off. But here's the beautiful thing. When you learn how to shake stuff off, shaking stuff off provides you with experiencing the gift of perspective. When I can shake things off, 
it allows for God to hand me the gift of perspective and it changes the narrative. Maybe they didn't just leave me. Maybe me being able to shake stuff off changes the narrative. Maybe rejection is less about them wanting to get out of your life and more about God needing them out of your life for what he's trying to do in your life. It, it, it changes the narrative. Shift your perspective. You didn't lose what God had for you. You lost what was blocking what God has for you. God has this methodology. I will remove them now so that I don't have to remove the knife from their back later. I see their tomorrow while they're in there today. And whatever I'm trying to take you, whatever they're going to be and become is not going to be conducive for your destiny. So I have to remove you from that place. I have to remove this person from your place. It's really God having our back and we don't even recognize it. Please listen. Listen, y'all. Delilah did not love Samson. Delilah was trying to get close to Samson to discover his anointing for her prophet. Now, Samson loved her, but she didn't love him. What if certain, pe- what if certain people and certain opportunities got randomly cut off because you didn't even recognize you were in love with the Delilah? Come on, y'all. Holy Spirit, help us shift our perspective. You are in love with the Delilah. Everybody's cool with Jesus being their savior. What about when Jesus becomes your surgeon? What about when he becomes your surgeon? Because we want him to just save us. But what about when he has to cut things from us? I have to cut this because I cut off infection, infected things. This was spread over into your mindset. I had to cut this because it was spread over into the way you talk. I had to cut this because it was spread over into your dream life. I had to cut this because it was spread over into your, into your faithfulness. I have to cut this because it's messing up our prayer life. I have to cut this. It's messing up our fast life. I have to cut this. Are you okay? And do you trust God enough To live life surrendered on his surgical operating table. And whatever you have to cut, God, cut it. Because sometimes I can't see that this is infectious. I can't even see that I love Delilah. And God becomes our surgeon to protect our oil. I have to protect you from this. Shake it off. Now, please hear me. Please hear me. This is so important because whatever happened here. I have to deal with it here so I don't become what was here over here. Does this make sense? When you leave the village, let me just go ahead and give y'all points. Point number one, Jesus is saying, okay, um, if they don't receive your words, I need you to leave that place. So staying in a place you're not received is wasting your time. I need to say that again for somebody who's staying in a place longer than they should. Staying in a place you're not received is wasting your time. Jesus says, if you go to this particular house and they do not receive you and receive your words. Now, don't misconstrue the Bible. I'm not talking about your swag. I'm not talking about your personality. God sent his disciples to do a mission. So the words they were speaking were the words that they were told to speak. The mission that they were executing was the mission that God told them to execute. You can't just say, well, if they don't receive me how I am, I just got to go. No, sometimes they don't receive you because you petty. Let's not be too churchy. Sometimes they're not receiving you because you're arrogant. I'm talking about if you're doing what God calls you to do 
and you're shedding a message that God told you to spread, if they don't receive you and they don't receive your words, as you depart, shake off the dust from your feet. And I wonder, could the reason some of us be so dusty, <laughs> the reason that some of us so dusty, I don't know if y'all saw this, y'all ever saw this like it was on Scare Straight, because you're not that cute and your hair's uneven, you look dusty. Anyway, it's just some of us, we're dusty. And could it be the reason we're so dusty is because we're still in the place that is pouring dust on us, but we want God to help us shake it off. Well, of course you can't shake it off if they're going to pour it right back on you. He says, depart. And as you depart, shake the dust off from your feet. Are you in a place that's creating for you to be dusty? <laughs> Number one, staying in a place that does not receive you or your words is wasting time. And hear me. Wasting time is a form of disrespect. Wasting time is a form of disrespect. And the highest form of disrespect that you could ever receive is when you disrespect yourself. Self-disrespect. You have to learn, God gave me this. See, can I get on my soapbox really quick? This is why you don't, you don't obey God for support. You don't obey God for support. You obey God out of obedience because a lot of us, you are questioning your God-given ability and your giftedness due to the silence from your desired support centers. If they don't support, but you're in purpose and you're doing what God has told you to do, desiring support is a trap. You just be obedient because God told you to be obedient. And he will surround the people around you that you need for your assignment who support your work. But a lot of us have been trying to get people who are not assigned to support what we're supposed to do to support us. And you're always going to be frustrated because you don't obey God for support. You obey God because you love him. Number two, Jesus provides us shake it off space. Shake it off Space. Now look, he says, if they don't receive you, let your peace return to you. Depart and shake the dust off your feet. It's one thing to just put in the room, shake it off, shake it off, shake it off. Let your peace return to you and shake it off, shake it off. Jerry say, shake it off. It's one thing to say, shake it off. It's another thing to know how to shake it off. And so what God will do, he gives you space between village and village. He gives you space between person and person. He gives you space between career and career. I'm going to give you some space between relationship and relationship. I'm going to provide you with some shake it off space. Because just because you're trying to shake it off doesn't mean it's all off you. Sometimes it still comes out in the way you clap back. Sometimes it still comes out when somebody tries to hit on you. Sometimes it still comes out when nobody hits on you. Sometimes it still comes out when you hear certain things. Sometimes it still comes out when you don't receive those invitations. So I'm going to place you right here in the middle between village and village, relationship, relationship, from glory to glory, because we have to learn how to shake some stuff off. I got to shake off the fact I never saw a godly woman. I, I never saw that before. My mother didn't show me the things of the Lord. You're up here preaching about living godly and being kingdom. And if it ain't kingdom, I don't want it. My mother gave me birth control pills and told me just don't come back home pregnant. 
That's what she told me. She, she, she many times would have boyfriend after boyfriend, and I heard them in the room on Friday nights, and that wasn't prayer. <laughs> that, that, that wasn't prayer. I heard that. My daddy didn't stick around and father me the way that he was supposed to father me. Maybe this is the reason why I dress half-covered, because it's a reflection of how my father fathered me, half-covered. And I'm looking for daddy in every he. I, I, I never heard messages like, try me, and I never heard world changer series, and I, I want to have a Naomi, and I want to have a Ruth. They, didn't, they, 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 they talked to me about sexually transmitted diseases, but they didn't talk to me about spiritually transmitted devils. They didn't talk to me about that, so God will allow you to discover a word like this and let you know maybe you're right in the middle where you're in a shake-it-off space. This is the season where I got to get the dust off of what mama did and what mama didn't do, what daddy did or what daddy didn't do because you are a world changer and you are my letter and I'm forwarding you to the world. Somebody else may be watching this message. I don't do church. Miss me with that, bruh. I don't do church. You know why? Because the very place that was supposed to give me deliverance end up delivering me trauma. How is it I'm supposed to be in the army of the Lord, but as I'm in the army, I keep on experiencing friendly fire. And the people who are shooting at me are my pastor, my bishop. Y'all not talking to me. It's getting real right now. My brother, my sister. It's like snakes don't even hiss anymore. They just call you bro. <laughs> Sis. My son, my daughter. So I don't do church. I don't do church. I tried one time to do it. I tried to confide in one minister before, but they used my issue as sermon content. So you know what? I'd rather deal with depression alone. I'd rather, be, I'd rather deal with my own depression than be demonized by you and your messages. I, I'm going to deal with it alone. I'm going to deal with it alone. All the preachers fake. All they want is my money. They don't really care. They're really just businessmen and, and with, with bishop collars on. They don't love me. I'm done with church. I've had financial strain after financial strain due to some telethon. Due to somebody telling me if I come up and I give $500 and $600, it's getting real on the night, y'all. If I give $700, then all my stuff's going to be taken away and I'm going to have peace. Well, you know what? All that did was give me more debt. Because those bill collectors still was calling on the 1st and the 15th, wondering where my money was at. But some prophet lied to me and told me, if I do this, and I just go back to my seat like I lost my mind. But all that did was give me a financial strain, so I don't do church. I don't do church. Jesus kind of felt the same way. He went in church, didn't like what he saw, overturned some tables. But the thing is, he was right back in the synagogue the next day. So maybe God is saying, okay. I understand that the misrepresentation of me hurt you. So I, I'm going to place you between village and village where you have some shake it off space. Because that's not really who I am. That's really a wolf in sheep's clothing. That's not who I am. You just happen to run into false advertisement. So let me, let me have you in a season where you can shake that off. I have, I have rejection issues. Super Bowl is coming up, and I heard all these other people got invited, but they didn't invite me because their invitation gives me significance. And so when they don't invite me, I feel some type of way. God is saying, listen, as long as your name is written in the Lamb Book of Life, as long as I know you, as long as me and you are cool, if you don't receive an invitation to a Super Bowl to watch somebody's touchdown, don't you know that I've touched you down and your sin has gone down? I am your way maker. I need to get you right here in the season where you learn how to shake some stuff off.
Somebody else, you may bury your feelings. Somebody asks you, how you doing? I'm cool. I'm straight. I'm good. I'm Gucci. <laughs> I ain't got no problems. I'm Gucci. But feelings buried alive don't die. Did y'all hear me? Feelings buried alive don't die. So God's like, whatever happened in this village that had dust on you, I'm going to provide you a season where you're allowed to shake the dust off you. For a lot of us, this is, this is an obscured season. Nothing's popping off. You're trying to grind. Nothing is happening. It's not because God doesn't love you. He just knows you're dusty. And everybody you encounter is going to experience your dust. So it's not that your ministry won't grow. It's not that your grind won't grow. It's not that your entrepreneurial pursuit won't eventually take off. It's right now you're dusty. So I'm going to allow for there to be a space in your life where you learn how to shake the dust off. Look at this. Let me give you Bible. Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18. It says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I think a lot of us don't even perceive you're in the shake it off season. He's trying to do a new thing in your life. But there are still old things affecting your current life. And I need you to have space to shake off old so that you can walk into new. Isn't it crazy that the same motion for goodbye is the same motion for hello? <laughs> the same way you say goodbye is the same gesture that you say hello. And I think a lot of us can't perceive you trying to say hello to some stuff. And God's like, no, I'm trying to say goodbye to some dust. It's not about saying hello to the new thing. I'm trying to say goodbye to the dust because I need you to make sure that you take your peace with you. See, I, I want to show y'all something really quick. If I can get y'all to come here real quick. I, I want to show y'all something really quick. This, this is why you want to heal to such a degree where God, I need you to close my wounds. I, I need you to help me, God, to close this. Because if you don't close this, like I said, listen, I said pain is going to hit all of us. Pain is going to affect all of us in our lives at one particular time. And you have to get to a place to where I have to recognize what happened in that village was so painful where it left some open wounds in me. Y'all start throwing stuff at me. Sometimes you get hit by pain. Sometimes you get hit by insomnia. You get hit by trauma. You get hit by dysfunction. You get hit by them lying on you. You get hit by them betraying you. You get hit by injustice. You get hit by racial slurs. They constantly throwing stuff at you. It's going to happen. Jesus said in this life, you're going to have trouble. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. What I'm trying to get you to see in this particular message is even though stuff is hitting you, I have to make sure that God closes my wound. Now, y'all stop. If I don't allow God to heal some areas, if I don't allow, if I don't allow God to close some wounds, everything that hits me is going to get in me. Are y'all seeing this? Everything that hits me is going to get in me. So now I'm dealing with abandonment. Now I'm dealing with anxiety. Now I'm dealing with shame. 
because all of the pain that hit me blow after blow since I didn't have this wound closed should not since I didn't allow that shake it off space to really be a season where Jesus you're not just my savior but I need you to be my surgeon I need you to close up some things due to my open wounds I got childhood trauma I got betrayal I got trust issues and what I want us to do is not to move on from an old place and still be carrying old things all the stuff hit me but a lot of us are hiding it and, and, and this, this, this shake it off space is so that whatever happened whatever hurt whatever words they didn't receive I don't view them as my personality I don't view them as my problem but I begin to shake those things off I begin to shake all of it out so that as I get to a new season, so that as I get to a new place, I'm so secure in who God called me to be, y'all. I'm so secure in my anointing. I'm so secure in my calling. God, close up every broken area. Close up every wound. So they can throw stuff all they want. It's not going in my heart. They can throw insults all they want. It's not going in my mind. They can throw stuff all they want, but it's not affecting my oil because God allowed me to have a season to close some wounds so that I'm not walking around carrying the dust from the former village. And I wonder who's watching this message tonight that God has you in this season and you're trying to exit. Like you're an exit strategist. <laughs> you're just trying to find a way to get out of this. Then somebody else, you're not an exit strategist. You know what you are? You're a perfectionist. You think if I do this, and if I do that, and if I do this, and if I do that, if I cross every T, if I dot every I, it's like, no, there's, there's still some dust that you don't see. And then some of us, we're a demonologist. Everything's a devil. Well, that was a devil. What happened there, that was a devil. The mic started messing up. That's the devil. My Wi-Fi tripping while I'm watching this message. That's the devil. <laughs> we're demonologists. I'm trying to get us to be the evangelist. Did y'all hear what I just said? Are you a perfectionist, extra strategist, demonologist? I'm trying to get us to be an evangelist. This is one who carries a message that God put in your soul to the next village and the next village and the next person and the next person and the next relationship and the next relationship. I'm not talking about romantic, but it is where I'm able to carry what God put in me and I'm not allowing what they threw at me to become my personality. But I've had a season in my life where I've learned how to shake off the dust. And Jesus says, if you're going to be a world changer, there are two qualities that you're going to need for you to know how to take your peace with you. And then number two, to shake stuff off. God, right now we pray. I'm praying for everybody watching this message or listening to this message. God, help us to be able to embrace the season of shaking stuff off help us God to be able to look deep down in the crevices of our heart and not just try to do it on willpower but trust your power to surgically remove the things in our life that cause us to be dusty so I'm not taking old dust into new places because we're world changers we are letter and you have signed us 
affording us to the world. In Jesus' name, amen.